Sure. Uh, welcome, everybody, to uh, What Do You Like? And uh, we have a special guest who is laughing right now, who is really excited to be here. He is just bursting with joy and energy. And every week we, we bring a insert your name here onto the podcast. The insert your name here this week is Josh Broden. Welcome, Josh. Oh, hey, Ryan. Hey. Hey, Maria. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. How are you doing? Doing well. What's, uh, what's up? What's going on in the life of Josh Broden? What's, what's the big situation here? Um, well, I've been working a lot. I've been coaching a ton. Yesterday, I woke up at 6 a.m., got, got, got out to uh, Garden College, watched people run around the track for a little bit, came home at 5.30 and just passed right out. So nice. it, it's been good. It was rainy and 40 degrees in my defense. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, at least it wasn't snowing. <laughs> it, um, it was snowing bad. a little in the morning. It was kind of awkward. Because yeah. like last week we had like a 70 degree week and everyone was just like hanging out in the infield, just like basking in the sun. And then boom, we get this. Yeah. How'd the team do? Overall, I think we did like fine it's been like difficult because you know we have um no one's really raced and so it's like we had like one one girl like running the 5k yesterday and she's like yeah i haven't run this in like a couple years or whatever it was and so we're like okay so like i don't know what like your pace should be we'll just like say it's like 22 minutes and then she got like a 74 second pr and it's like well i guess there's that so we've just been having like a lot of that, like, okay, we have no idea where you're at. And then people just like perform better than expected by quite a bit, which is actually pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, feel good all around. That's usually a good way to start. Oh, for sure. But like, so quick, because for people who don't know Josh in relation to us, Josh went to college with us. He is low key, insanely good at running. Oh, lies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I only call him as I see him, and you are incredibly good at running. Fun little story. When we were doing one of those uh, relay races, Josh wanted, was hadn't been able to run due to weather issues the, his first two laps, and, he, and so we had him run with our anchor, Joe, and when they crossed the finish line, Joe went, that was a terrible decision. <laughs> because <laughs> josh was josh freaking flew because he was so ready to go this is great great to watch but joe was like i have made some choices <laughs> i might be regretting them in a few minutes when my legs catch up with me <laughs> catch up with the pain oh that but, was that was a good day and then we had the candy van the candy van yeah yeah and then we all like traveled around in like this unmarked white van oh. and then Cody put free candy on the side. The free candy one with the handprints, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. When you drive through a college city with that, it gets some looks <laughs> <laughs> and pictures taken. There's pictures of that van drifting around social media <laughs> out of our control. Yeah, no, Cody definitely makes a, uh, he made a good decision with that. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. We had a good crew. Mm -hmm. Now that we have gone past these simple pleasantries, <laughs> what do you like, Josh? Okay, so I was having a hard time like 
coming up with something just because I'm like, okay, so like I can get to be like a total nerd about some things. Like at first I was going to do like financial freedom, but I didn't want to like knock like you and Ryan out. Like that would be super boring or financial independence. There we go. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do like multiplayer video games because that's been like keeping me sane during COVID. I don't know. So like if this gets to be like too boring, just like cut me off and we'll just like switch topics to like musicals or something. (laughs) I think MMORPGs is uh, a really good idea, really good topic, because while the main main, uh, theme of this podcast is don't yuck the yum, uh, someone else's yum. It's also like sometimes there are parts of something that we like that we don't that we don't personally like about it or we understand that can be controversial and definitely, you know, multiplayer online can have issues like with any community. But yeah, I can totally understand why it is very important to especially now when our lives are so thoroughly socialization has to be mostly online now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How, how should we uh, go about doing this? Do I just, like, start with, like... So I, I actually, like, went through my computer and I took, like, a list of games that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. I have, like, 12 here, and there's no way we're going to get through the whole list. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking That's- of picking out, like, a couple and being like, okay, you know, I played this, this is what happens, and so on and so I- forth. Well, let's start at the beginning. How are you introduced to it? Let's see. I actually... So I'm actually just talking about multiplayer games in general. None of them are MMORPGs because those can be like grind fests and they can be boring sometime. But no, I started playing like, you know, online multiplayer video games in college because I was just like bored to death my freshman year. And the one that I started playing was this one called Perfect World. And it was like the most toxic and terrible game that I've ever played before. But, you know, my brother played it. And both of us, you know, after doing that for a couple months, we're like, wow, we can do like way better than this. And so I started developing my own video games. And then he actually started up like a, a Minecraft server. And so I haven't actually completed a video game to this point. I've worked on a few and then I get like halfway through. I'm like, OK, I kind of want to move on to something else. It, it's like a bad habit, but whatever. Yeah, he started up a Minecraft server back in like 2012 or something. He's mostly been working on it. I've been like hanging out in there quite a bit, like here and there. Sometimes I've like helped out with some things and that's been going strong for nine years. We've had like tens of thousands of players log on. Usually there's only like 70 or so on at any given time, but it's just like um, everyone's just playing with Legos. We hang out. It's like very laid back. You get to know some people. Like I've been playing with some of the same players for like five years. And, you know, there's also voice chat and we just get in there and we just chat it up. One of my buddies now that I, uh, I guess I met him like six months ago. He's like this 19 year old kid from Wales. I just like get on there and I've been like, I think during the winter I was talking with him for like five hours a day on average. We just like talk about everything. And it's like the best thing ever. I know a couple of people have gotten married. Like they met on my, my brother's Minecraft server and, you know, they got chatting, they got hanging out in real life. And then my brother's like, yeah, did you know that this player and this player like have a kid now? And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. So actually um, that Minecraft server that, so basically all that, all my friends that I play the multiplayer video games with are like from that server. So I go and know, I go and knowing my teammates pretty well. So that's been cool. Mm-hmm. How do they like originally find it way back yeah. 12 years ago? Your brother made it. Yeah. 
there's like a bunch of well he does some advertisements he does facebook word of mouth is the biggest thing hmm. um like some people will just like find it randomly because you know there's like minecraft server listings and there's like a list of like three thousand. and mm-hmm. like what players can do they can like vote for their um their server to say oh yeah this this server is pretty awesome and it you know moves up the ranks and then other players like come on they randomly scroll through they're like okay i want like something like vanilla or i want something with like pokemon in it like modifications and then they go into the server they stick around for a few minutes and they decide whether or not they want to like stay on board and so yeah that that's the case with minecove like um yeah, we have like some parents that get on. They're like, "Oh, this is actually kind of cool," and then they invite their kids on, and their kids invite their friends on, and so yeah, it's very much a community. We do get like bad eggs every once in a while, but we also have like um, a team of volunteer moderators, and they keep it like really clean. So that's really amazing. That is so cool that your brother uh, created that. It's sort of like a modern way of making friends now. You know, when we were kids, it was like, "Who's in your neighborhood?" Mm. You know those are your friends now because you've got nobody else, you know, when you're really young, but you're, you know, now it's a really good example of how it's developed to be not just, you know, who's available. And if you are able to keep it clean as you are, it can be really good for people's mental health to, you know, be able to reach out to other people and get to know people who aren't even on the same continent as you are and that's really neat oh for sure it's kind of i don't want to say beautiful because that's kind of uh, (laughs) sappy but it's such a good example of how uh, like video games can be good for people especially if they're so you know if there's not necessarily the most opportunities for them to be around like friends in real life, maybe they're a little bit introverted. It's hard to like be able to talk to people in person and you get to meet other people. You end up maybe sometimes even have relationship with relationships with them. And because it is a very fluid thing, so you don't necessarily have to be in that only that server, you can move in and out of it. If you are, if you don't want to anymore, it can be let go. There's no strings attached. It's oh, exactly. Cool. No, yeah. I think that's really cool. I, I I don't play Minecraft. I'm worried that I would get sucked into it. Oh yeah, most people do. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I get pretty sucked in. I've been uh, my thing is I am very shy around multiplayer online just because I always think I always assume the worst of people, which I know is wrong. But I am a very like timid person when it comes to that, so I like playing single player mostly. Oh, that's fair. Because meeting strangers is difficult for me. I, it takes me a long time to warm up to people. Interesting. It's like also like I know a lot of it is like teamwork stuff, and I'm not the greatest at video games, so I wouldn't want to be like asked to be a part of a team to kill something. You know, like <laughs> you know, like um, World of Warcraft or league of legends because i remember one of my roommates in college would play that a lot and i'm like if i was expected to be a part of this team and i just suck balls i would just be completely oh my god yes (laughs) so no that was the problem with like mmorpgs that's like kind of why i left it is because you know all these like super nerdy players that have devoted like half their lives to the game get like really into it and then i'm just here like farting along not knowing what I'm doing. And it's just so embarrassing on, uh, on Minecraft, basically like 
most people do their own thing because I think at heart, like a lot of them are introverts. And um, I feel like it's just a little different because everyone's super approachable. Like you'll hear this like 10 year old kid in chat, like talking about this like really, really amazing thing he built. Like everyone comes see it and everyone goes over and it's like this crummy little dirt hut. And, you know, everyone will give him compliments and then, you know, we all leave and like another... Yeah, I know. He's 10. Everyone, everyone knows that. They're like, oh, yeah, that, that's really good, CJ. <laughs> and, you know, like sometimes we invite more people and just throw a party at his place, you know, like a 10 minute party where everyone just hangs out and takes pictures and stuff. And then someone might invite CJ over to like his house. And, you know, this person could be like 30 or 40 and they're like actually really decent builders. And then CJ's just like blown away. He's like, oh, my God, I want to build like this. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's very positive. But you do definitely have that disparity in like skill levels, but no one cares. They, they, they all remember like, oh yeah, I used to build dirt huts. It was pretty embarrassing, but you know, it was home. So yeah, so, and you make, that's the bigger thing. Yeah. So I'm like clueless with video games. Like I don't know anything. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to sound like an old man. Um, so Minecraft is, there's, is the objective just to build things or is there any other like overarching goal is it just like build the coolest thing you can with le- basically if you were at Legos or whatever? Yeah, there's no goal at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's kind of one, but no one goes after it. It's like, oh yeah, you go from the overworld to like this level and beat the dragon. Like no one really bothers with that really. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, let's see if we can build this. Mm-hmm. And so um, some people are like, oh, I just want to build a house next to my friends and like hang out. And for them, that's like a huge accomplishment. Other people, like my uh, buddy from Wales that I mentioned before, he he jumps from project to project. Like, he never finishes his stuff. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but, like, right now, he's, like, working on, like, building a shop that he wants, like, everyone else to, like, come and, like, buy his building supplies from. And he's, like, super proud of it. <laughs> um, I'm building, like, a little town, like, underwater, and that's been fun because, you know, you try and go from one house to the other and people just start drowning, so we have to find a way around that. <laughs> one of my coworkers, and I hope that he doesn't hear this. So he's like 10 years older than me and he's an architect and his buildings actually, no, I shouldn't say anything, but <laughs> I mean, I think he just said it. <laughs> I think I explained You've it pretty well. Far. <laughs> well, his buildings could use a lot of work. So um, we'll just leave it at that. And I think like his goal is just like building a farm, you know, having a humble lifestyle, but like grand building like that isn't like one of his goals so to speak and i really hope he doesn't hear this you might have to cut that part out ryan or, or hunter yeah. even yeah. um but i mean <laughs> if he's an architect doing sometimes when your whole life is built around building things and making design sometimes the simplest things it's like stepping away from your from what your whole life is surrounded like what your whole life is centered around sometimes Mm. that's the best part you know that's very true sometimes that's what you need because you're like i'm no longer thinking about how do i design something to be structurally sound but also meet the aesthetic of a certain person maybe he's his aesthetic is like very simple and that's all he really wants he doesn't have to be frank lloyd right 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. one of his favorite parts is just like chatting it up with the community too Mm-hmm. so like he's like an introverted guy but he just like likes hanging out on there like oh yeah i saw so-and-so the other day they seem to be doing well makes him happy so <laughs> yeah one of the things you mentioned is you were developing video games which i'm assuming is kind of like 
you know, when people are like, yeah, I'm writing a book and it's like writing like a paragraph a month. Yeah. <laughs> but what is your, uh, what are your video games like? Is that what, what do you look for in a video game? Like in what you've, you've been developing? I kind of, I'm kind of curious about that. So my, I haven't worked on it in like, I don't know, a few months now, but my last one, I wanted to create a game with like no lose scenarios. And this one, I, that it's actually been in my schedule for like a few years now. It's like kind of embarrassing. Cause I just like, yeah, it, it's like that whole paragraph a month thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do that with uh, I was, I used to think I was going to write like the great next American novel. Even yeah barely getting enough sleep with class with a uh, college classes and like couldn't re- you know and my brain was just like a, a sieve of inform with information it was just like nothing was being held and I read I think I read it like a year after college I was like oh no 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 <laughs> I have had the same thing it's like oh man is that how I wrote let's just hope this never sees the light of day <laughs> but yeah no tell me more I want to know more Oh, okay. So the the last game that I was working on, um, I just called it Airlands. It's pretty straightforward. You just have like an island and a bunch of trees and um, there's like two people on there and along like the bottom of the screen, you have like four different resources that you can put on the island. There was, um, there's stone, there's sheep, there's fruit, there was um, stone, sheep, fruit, oh, and bear. That's right. <clears throat> yeah and so you you pick one of the items you throw it down on the island and then in the game fast forward like some arbitrary number of years we'll just say like 20 or something and uh, then you get to see what you know your two villagers have uh have done with the resource usually at this time at this point there's like three people on the island you know just because that's how things work and so if you um put down like a sheep you might have um like a little like wool like teepee or something if you have bears you might have like you know a a teepee made of leather and there's also like little spears out front and maybe like a little wooden wall around the the little camp could you Um, have a herd of bears like you have a herd of sheep yeah exactly yeah you you don't want a herd of bears i want a herd of bears (laughs) it's like it's a bear like a actual live bear yeah 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 just appears on the island one day (laughs) scares everybody where are these bears coming from i don't know they're on an island how'd they get on this island yeah exactly (laughs) um a very big island (laughs) what else was there okay stone you start seeing stone tools just littering like the ground area and uh like their buildings become a little more complicated and if you put down fruit, like the objective of the game is to find like these hidden societies. Um, some are real, some are not like just hidden throughout history. And yeah, you put the fruit tree down the island. Then you get a banner across the top of the screen that says like Eden. And um, oh, that'd be awesome. It, as you like discover more of these like societies, like you get more resources. So if you put down like a ton of stone, you might get like Stonehenge, for example. And like, that's another era. Oh, that's cool. And um <laughs> I'm like, I'm super digging this. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. Actually, Ryan might have tried it a little like way back. Way back. And I was impressed then. And you were like, oh, this is garbage. And I was it, like, is, it was. I've improved it a bit since then. Send me the link, whatever, the, the file. Whatever. Oh, it's nowhere near done. Like, I'm on revision number three now. I actually completed the game once. And then I'm like, no, I don't like this. And then so I started again. I'm like, no, I don't like this either. And so now now I'm on iteration number three. So yeah, the resources, as you like discover these errors, it goes up 
from, uh, you know, the basic stuff to slightly more complicated stuff. Like, like you'll have copper, you'll have wheat. And then like, I think at the, like towards the end game, I guess you could call it after you've discovered like 60 eras, you get access to like dark energy and antimatter and like some sort of cybernetic bacteria. And so you can like create spaceports and stuff. Could you make the large Hadron Collider? I don't think that's one of them, but you basically have the equivalent on there. Yeah. Uh, that would be so okay. But like the only limitation to the game is that you only have like 25 turns. And so after that, it's like, okay, hit reset. And so each playthrough is about like a minute or so. And so I made it. So there's like no real, no loose scenarios. Like you can mess up bad, but that'll count as a win. And so like, for example, if you have like, basically a stone age society where they just have stone tools and those bears outside maybe like a couple pieces of fruit and you decide to slap down a piece of antimatter like you know you go ahead like 20 years and then the island's just a smoking ruin you see the the title apocalypse at the top of the screen and you know that counts as an era so (laughs) yeah if you ever develop it more and it actually becomes can there be like a weird side one where like there's a story that's always fascinated me and it is where this guy did it's it's the story of the cocaine bear have you heard of that no that sounds different it is so basically this guy was like this rich kid and he just was like not going anywhere in life so he decided that the goal to maintain his lavish lifestyle was to smuggle coke Hmm. And I think he was also part of like law enforcement. So that was great. And during one of these smuggling operations, uh, one of the guys he had sort of coerced into this got scared and he threw the Coke out of the plane Mm -hmm. and the Coke landed in a forest and a bear found it and ate the Coke. Nice. And unfortunately he OD'd and died. However, I would find it really funny if it was just a herd of coked out bears like not od'd bears just bears on coke (laughs) just just like just like just like walking around being like oh my god oh my god so much honey so much honey (laughs) (laughs) open a restaurant (laughs) we shall open a restaurant So, so yeah, and like that would be like a weird side plot that like a secret like a secret level <laughs> yeah make the hundred acre wood and yeah, yogi- winnie the pooh yeah and yogi bear i could do that that would be awesome i don't, think don't do that josh oh okay never mind i, I guess i won't <laughs> i'm i'm fully for it i think I'm, making- I'm for it but i didn't like the look on your face when we suggested it you're like i don't want to do it but i want to <laughs> i want a joke scenario where you create winnie the pooh that would be so funny i'd play that game every day josh yeah just to make winnie the pooh and make just- and have like Pooh and eeyore and piglet just walking around and it's just like ending you are yeah. in this you are in strange universe where animal or stuffed animals talk i just take the, my 25 turns with the same combination of resources just to create the 100 acre wood every time do that for hours <laughs> oh, <Ryan. laughs> whatever you want i probably play the shit out of this game oh thanks yeah it, it, proto one was fun can't imagine what it is now oh now it's um just to keep my sanity intact i i decreased Ugh, man, how would I explain it? 
So basically the models that you saw on the island, it was like kind of basic, I'd say. And so now I've like, so iteration two, I made everything like super realistic. And that was just like such a pain to do because of course, like you have all these combinations and like hundreds of models to create. So I ditched that just because of my, my sanity was at stake. Trial number three, I'm basically doing polygon art and it's like so much easier to model all that. And it actually has a kind of a cool effect. Hmm. Like, um, I'm thinking it, I'm, it's kind of similar to Stardew Valley, but like a different angle to it. Ooh, that's on my list. That's on my list of uh, multiplayer games. Oh, I love Stardew Valley. It's super addictive. I have it on my handheld. So on my, on my phone and I should probably, I want to get it on, on PC, hmm. um, because I, I want to go to the Ginger Island and you can't do that on, on the phone game yet, which made me sad. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. The uh, most recent update I did was like the movie theater, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, it's a lot of fun. It was what when I uh, got the COVID vaccine, like the second dose, I was really like, I got knocked out for two days. Oy. But like, and I couldn't really do any, I was like, I'm going to work on my, like, crochet projects, I'm going to read, and all I wanted to do was just sit on the couch, and I ended up just playing video games, because that was, like, the only thing that was keeping my brain from, like, going to sleep, and I, I mean, and I didn't really feel like, and I didn't want to sleep, like, all day because I, I felt like it was going to mess with my sleep schedule. So I was trying to stay a little bit more active than mm. just passed out because um, I wasn't that bad. I was just really, really lazy. <laughs> but it was, um, I ended up playing, a, I really like Dungeon Crawlers is my personal favorite. I've never done that one. Uh, dungeon, it's a type of game. Oh, gotcha. So Stardew Valley kind of has a little bit of that. It, yeah, like in the mines. Mm. I really like going into the mines in Stardew Valley. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah. And I found a game called uh, Moonshades, which is, uh, it seems like a pretty newer, it seems not newer. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's got a pretty big online following because it's just puzzles and fighting things. And I think that's all anybody really, I think that's what a lot of people just really want because you can cast, you cast spells, you fight monsters, you collect stuff, you craft, and you just try, and you just are crawling through all these dungeons trying to like finish quests. It's really simple and just, I don't know, I found it relaxing because you're just, you're just play because it's a, it's basically what all, a lot of like video game the core concepts are and just very slim down so you can do it on your phone you know mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed that one uh so that's what i've been playing a lot personally and i just i don't know sometimes you just need to do what's in stardew valley which is you collect stuff and you kill monsters and it's, you don't need like a big subplot or anything oh yeah no, that one's been that one's a lot of fun. I, I think it's like really relaxing and it's like a total break. And that opening scene I could totally relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a guy just sitting in the office and he's just like slowly dying. I'm like, yeah, that, that could be me sometimes. Yeah. And he I, gives it up and goes to live on a farm. Yeah, I just wish I could in actual real life cut down a whole bunch of trees in one day and then plant parsnips. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, uh, pumpkins are where it's at. No. 
I like the star fruit. Star fruit's good. Star fruit's actually probably the best. Yeah. I like the cactus too. That gives you the most energy. So like when you go into the mines in the desert, mm. uh, that you can collect a couple of those and that helps you go a little longer if you get like hit by the blobs. I do the, um, and I'm so sorry, Ryan, because this is like totally, I, I don't know, kind of like niche stuff, but I, I like doing the spicy eel thing. Yeah. And so I increase my luck. I only go into the mines when, you know, I'm having a super lucky day and then I just like get attacked by those like weird flying eel monsters, knock them down. I get more food from them and then I just like save them for another day, you know? The strategy I started was just ma- getting all the c- things I needed to make bombs mm. and then just blasting through the tunnels so I could like get rid of as many rocks as, po- collect as many rocks as possible, use the rocks to make mine shafts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's not the honorable thing to do according to the what's his face mr key mm-hmm. but it's better than spending your entire day trying to get to the bottom of the mine shaft and then just passing out at 2 a.m um, yeah video game time <laughs> ryan's like smile and nod yes about. <laughs> it's, it- You'll have to play it sometime. I think you'd probably enjoy it. It is multiplayer, Ryan. So we, all three of us, could actually play it. Oh, we no. could if we got if we all got the uh, on if we all got the uh, PC version. Yeah, it was a huge like it, at my uh, last job, not the job I have now. The guys who I worked with all played Stardew Valley together, and I think Aww. it's gone down a little bit in popularity since its initial release. But that doesn't change the fact. I mean, I'm always late to the party when it comes to these kind with to the popular thing, but I really enjoy it. And I was having like a rough time is the best way to go about saying it last year. Hmm. And I bought the game just to not think about the other things going on. And it helped a lot, you know, when you because you can't because yeah you have to face the problems that you're dealing with but sometimes you can't let that control your mind at all times and you need to step away and uh stardew valley helped with that yeah i'd imagine it's such a relaxing game mm-hmm. ryan do you know what stardew valley is no okay but only from what you've said about eels and farms <laughs> <laughs> It's like a farming simulator, basically. You know, you move in into like this farming community after just being burnt out at your workplace. And they're like, oh, yeah, and just come on in. You know, they give you your your uh, grandpa's old uh, old house, which is like really old and broken down. And, you know, you start a little farm. You repair the farmhouse. You meet the, the uh, people in town. There's like 20 of them or something. And they all start out like not super friendly you know they see you as an outsider but as you like chat with them more they'll be like they'll give you their backstory they'll hang out with you that kind of thing they'll give you gifts they'll give you gifts you get these cut scenes the closer you get to them you can marry some like there are some that are eligible uh regardless of gender you know you can it doesn't really matter currently my current farm current uh, i am married to elliot and I chose to be a guy this time around just because, yeah, and it it was funny because the mayor, when they, at the ceremony, he's like, we bring these two men together. I was like, that seems very pointed. (laughs) Yeah, like I should get the PC version because the one on my phone doesn't, isn't as, uh, like in depth, in depth as I 
want it because you know you get to a certain point where you're just like I'm just raking in money you mm-hmm. know I don't have to do anything what am I gonna do today I the the Juminos like the little spirit things I I have I have now collecting all of my nice collect them yeah I I really like the dwarf like the little dwarf in the mines and Krobos. Like, that's the thing that makes Stardew Valley so great is it starts with a farming simulator, but then there's, like, magic and, like, monsters and, like, a weird secret societies that were underground forever, and you're just like, this is happening now. Okay. Yeah, that (laughs) gradual introduction. The only other thing that I can think of that had, like, a similar effect and did it really well was uh, First Pirates of the Caribbean. That's true. Yeah, because it was like started off as just a simple adventure story based off of a a Disney World ride. And they were like, well, look, we have basically a blank slate. We can do whatever we want. What are we going to do? And it's like voodoo. Yeah. And then things got weird. (laughs) And then things got weird. (laughs) Necromancy. So... But like, what what do you think is like something that you're not a huge fan of in terms of like maybe the community or like, and but then regardless, you're able to. I think it's a big enough community that you're able to avoid that part, especially with how you and your brother control that uh, Minecraft moderator site. The biggest drawback would probably be like consistency, because it's like okay, so we have like four people to play like this game. And then inevitably someone will be like, oh, my mom's calling me or something. And then, you know, you have to sit around and just like wait a little and be like, oh, so how's the weather? Basically what I just did when I left to take Colby out. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then time zones are also an issue. Yeah, my buddy in Wales, he's like five hours ahead. And then I have like friends out on like the West Coast and they're like two hours behind. And it's like, okay, we have to uh, set up a time for us all to play and usually it's just like on the spur of the moment though that we get these games going like everyone gets together like a handful of us it's like oh so what do you people what does everyone on play today and then like based on how many people we have there we like change up what what game we're doing so that's pretty cool yeah besides minecraft what else what else have you been like is it all games within the minecraft server or is it other Uh, games outside of it oh i'm glad you asked because okay i did have a list here Let's see. I guess like the smaller games, if we only have like four people, we'll play something like uh, Phasmophobia. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I do know more video game stuff than Ryan does. People still playing Tony Hawk. That's my favorite. (laughs) Oh, that was that was a little while ago. That was just a bit. I mean, (laughs) Tony Hawk will be flattered, though. (laughs) My favorite game of all time. It's so fun. I know a little bit. But assume that I, when it comes to, I'll let you know if I know the game, but just mm. assume I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. So yeah, Phasmophobia is, um, it's like a, a co-op game. And so you can have anywhere between like one player, if you're really brave, to uh, four players. And it's kind of like a horror one. And going in, I'm like, oh, I really don't like horror just because there's always like, you know, something flashes up on the screen and then there's like a loud noise and those just drive me nuts. But it's not the case with this game, which is great. Yeah, Phasmophobia is basically like ghost hunting. Mm -hmm. And so you'll go to like an abandoned like high school or someone's house or something. And they're like, guys, there's like a ghost in here. And so you and your team of friends, you know, you go in and all you have to do is identify the type of ghost that's inside the house. You don't have to like capture it or anything. Okay. And so to like do that, you have like all these like little tools with you. Like you'll have, well, you'll have a flashlight. 
um, especially for the abandoned places. That's like really useful. Uh, you kind of need it. You'll um, have like EMF readers. You'll have uh, sound sensors, motion sensors, like that sort of stuff. And you go in, you go from room to room. Everyone has thermometers to like look for like cold spots. And then once you find out like, oh, the ghost is over here, you know, you start like running tests on it. And depending on like what you get, you know, that's like a different type of ghost. So if you measure like freezing temperatures, you know, that's like, okay, that it could be a demon. It could be, um, I don't even know. We'll just say like a spirit. It could be like a a wraith. Like, you don't know, you have to run. Mm -hmm. Each ghost has like three different criteria associated with it. And um you just have to bring in the right tools and run some tests and like see if it responds in certain ways. And um, once you identify the ghost, you know, you, you want to get out of there. There's also like some side objectives that you can do, but it's not like usually worth it. My team goes for it anyway, though, because, you know, it's fun. Got the, nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you, you can die in there. Yeah, if the uh, ghost gets angry enough, it'll, like, start chasing you and your lights will start flickering. And so you have to, like, go and hide. And it's, like, this terrifying game of hide-and-go-seek because, you know, you can hear the ghost walking around just, like, opening doors and looking for you. And if it, like, finds you, it, like, kills you. And it's like, oh, no, we just lost Charlie. And, you know, he's just dead (laughs) on the ground. You can take a photo of Charlie, though, for, like, $5. And that, like, goes to the, the client gets the photo and they're like, oh, you know, we love a good piece of drama. And so they pay you for that. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank, you thank you, Charlie. Your sacrifice will be remembered. You know? Ooh, $5. Some of the ghosts are like absolutely vicious though. Like we had this one round, like I, I've done like 200 rounds at this point or something like that. And we had a, a new person playing with us. We had done like this small street house and he did really well. Cause you know, he watched like YouTube videos and stuff. He's like, Oh, I know exactly what to do. And you know, he, he did well. And we were like, Oh, okay. We'll just bump up the difficulty a bit. And by a bit, we just maxed it out. And so <laughs> it went to like professional level and we went to the high school and we're all wandering around. The thing that determines whether or not the ghost attacks most of the time is this thing called like the sanity meter. And if you go back to, you know, the van um, it'll give you like a readout of everyone's sanity and it slowly diminishes like if people are like standing in the dark or if they witness like a ghost event like you know a door opening and closing by itself like that sandy goes down if it dips below 50 percent most ghosts can attack some will attack you when it's like higher and we're the high school is huge and we're searching for the room and none of us can find it we're all just wallowing around in the dark and then it like starts attacking i'm like oh geez this isn't good we have like no idea where it is Usually by that point, you when it first attacks, you want to have at least like one or two pieces of evidence to like narrow down like what it could be. Uh-huh. And so I hear it like stomping down the hall. I'm like, okay, I'm going to like try and like inch a little bit closer to take a closer look, you know, see like what room it is because we don't have a clue. And I see the ghost off in the distance. I'm like, okay, great. I turn around and I start running and it like catches me and just kills me on the spot. Normally you can outrun these ghosts, but this one, this one was one called a, a revenant. And this one, if it sees you, it'll run up to you like really fast. And it's absolute hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I was like basically the team leader because I like never die and I know what I'm doing. And there I am <laughs> just dead on the ground. And you know, you hear everyone over uh, the the little radio. In the game, there's local voice chat, you know, how you're talking to someone like, you know, 10 or 30 feet away, depending on how far away you are, like it's fainter. Mm -hmm. And everyone's just on different sides of the the high school and they're using their radios. And when the ghost attacks, like the radios kick out. And so um, 
everyone's like radioing in like, oh, did someone die? Like, I thought I heard someone die. And then someone comes across my body. And they're like, oh my gosh, Josh is dead. And so people are like, okay, what do we do next? Because I was like supposed to like, you know, basically lead it. Run um, and then the ghost attacks dead. again. And the person that discovered my body gets killed. And so that leaves two people left. Uh, it was like, their names are like Fish and Akos. And so Akos is the new player. And then Fish um, is familiar with the game, but he gets like killed off a lot because, you know, he's just, I don't know, that that's his thing. He Leroy Jenkins it? No, his hiding places aren't that good. So usually <laughs> when the ghost starts attacking, like he'll hide in the ghost's favorite room, like in the closet and be like, oh, I hope he doesn't find me in here. <laughs> and so... Yeah, the ghost attacks a third time and fish just goes down. Like we've never had something this bad before. Like 80% of the time, like everyone survives, but no, we had like three seasoned people and this one new person just alone in this building with this super violent ghost. Me and the other two people were like in the like afterlife sort of. Um, it's it's basically the building, but like the the living players like can't hear us. We're chatting. We're like, oh yeah, there's no way he's gonna win. Like his only option is to get in the van and like get out of here. And so we're like running around the building, like looking for him. Um, we can like manipulate objects and like throw them at him and stuff to you know give him <laughs> hints. And um, we hear him like start up the van outside, and he just books it out of there. And we're like, yeah, that's the best possible option. Oh, that's so funny. I just, I'm imagining like the three dead players just standing in a line, like their little ghosts standing in a line, watching the other guy being like, yeah, he's so dead. <laughs> yeah. No, he was shaken up after that. Like I was, I found a basketball in the uh, high school gymnasium and I bounced it in front of him and like down the hall towards like the ghost's favorite room. Cause I'm like, guys, this is, this is where the ghost is. Like you can't talk to them cause you know, you're dead, but you can basically oh, haunt God. objects. And he was just the ever loving crap out of him. He was flipping out. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I also had this image of like all three of your bodies just in a pile, and the ghost is just like when body, <laughs> two bodies, three but it is like the, the new guy just sees and he's like, Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, no, pe- people don't usually die like that badly, but we we pulled it off. <laughs> we serve we managed to reach new levels of dumbassery yeah it's you um do the scooby do it as the scooby gang like if that was some kind of bonus level like you could, everyone one could be fred one could be velma one could be fred. yeah there's a couple of the uh players that you can play as that actually do resemble one kind of resembles freddy one resembles shaggy one resembles daphne and no, one resembles Velma, and I don't think any of them resemble Daphne, but yeah, there are some similarities. Because if Daphne was in this situation, she just would keep dying, so no one wants to be Daphne. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fish doesn't seem to mind. Like, he goes down a lot. <laughs> like, I, another recent game we had, one of my buddies, the Welsh dude that I mentioned before, hmm. like, he's inside with Fish, and then um, he dies for some reason. This was another brutal round. And Fish goes inside. He's like, oh, here, here's Smithy. And then he goes to the ghost room. He's like, you know what? This is actually a pretty nice room. This was like an abandoned log cabin in the woods. It was like one of those places you'd never want to be at midnight, but we were there. Well, yeah, otherwise there wouldn't be a game. And so I'm like looking in the window and then, it, you know, the ghost starts attacking. I, I see it like appear. It's just like a shadow, like running across the room towards Fish. I'm like, oh, great. Fish is dead. And then, you know, I hear Fish's body hit the floor. <laughs> I just radio in. I'm like, yeah, and Fish is dead again. You know, it, it's good. 
uh, Skyrim. So yeah. So yeah, uh, one of my roommates, uh, she was playing Skyrim when we were in college, and I was just watching her play for like shits and giggles because I, I, you know, we had some downtime, had nothing better to do, and I'm watching her like she was going up against this necromancer, and we had like she she had been trying to go at it directly, nothing worked. Tried to go at it indirectly, get attacked by skeletons, and so we're she's like, I'm gonna try to sneak up on it, mm. yeah. So she's trying to be super quiet and she's like, you know, like sneaking around, going through this back tunnel. And we see the necromancer very slowly glide off of where it normally is. And we're just like, where do you think it is? And we turn around and she turns around and it's standing right behind her. (laughs) And I screamed. I'm not even playing the game and I'm just screaming at her to kill it and she started laughing and the necromancer killed her because she couldn't play. She's just like, you know, maybe you shouldn't watch me play if this is how you're going to be. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, maybe. It's probably not the best idea. Uh, I, don't, I may not play video games, but watching people play video games i don't mean like like twitch stream or whatever Mm. physically being next to someone who's playing a solo video game is really fun fun. because you get to just heckle them yes nice my roommate was playing the new zelda game and he like refused to ride a horse the whole game oh and then the whole time i was like dude you know why you're struggling right now you haven't ridden a horse like taking you so long to get from A to B, like <laughs> like I'm not riding a horse. I'm trying to like spread the word. Like I'm one of those dudes who loves horses. Mm. Like not very common. I think horses are sick. So I was trying to like get him to do that. He wouldn't do it. And then the final battle, he had to ride a horse to like beat the final boss. And I was like, that's what you get. Oh yeah, this was which yeah. Zelda was that? It was the most recent one. Breath of the Wild. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Did you yeah, play it? I know. Yeah, I, I mean, played it. I was like, I don't. I didn't play it. I know Drew played it. Drew loves Zelda, and she loves horses. She had like seven. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that game, there is actually like a horse god. It'll be it. It will mock you if you haven't like made friends with any horses and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. That game is so like that's the biggest game I've ever seen. Like there's so the map's huge. There's so much you can you can and have to do. Mm. And I like obviously didn't watch him play the whole thing, just like bits and pieces. Yeah. Every time I hear someone say like, "Oh, you can do this in Zelda," I'm like, "How is that possible?" There's like so many things you can do. It's crazy. So much faffing about. I do love this. Someone made a little, uh, you know, it's just a little gag comic where it's like link i've been watching zelda saying like link i've been watching you the whole time and it just cuts to link like doing all the stupid things you can do in zelda <laughs> just like everything link yeah everything <laughs> link's like oh shit <laughs> there's a part of the game where you could like burn down someone's flower garden <laughs> so many pots so many broken pots <laughs> so many pigs <laughs> so many chases yeah uh yeah i mean there's a reason why it's stuck around this long it's mm. uh, 
it's i mean you have to adapt you can't you have to always find that next step and zelda is a very from what i can tell a very immersive game when you get good at it so detailed i, I was very bad <laughs> i didn't get past like a couple levels <laughs> there was so we've had phasma phantasmophobia is that phasmophobia phasmophobia so played that we've talked about that one that mm. one actually sounds like one i'd want to play probably with all the lights on during a really mm-hmm. sunny summer day oh okay <laughs> i'll play that one with you maria and ryan you <laughs> should give it a shot i'll even get it for you how much do these games cost phasmophobia is like 12 dollars or something oh. yeah I, I usually compare it to like the price of a movie ticket. Like, okay, so you go to the movies, it's maybe if you get a good deal, it's like $8 for, you know, two hours or something. And so if you play the game for, we'll say three or more hours, then, you know, you're good. It's cool. an interactive movie with yeah. lots of screaming. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lot... There isn't so much screaming because it's not that kind of hard. It's just more like the anticipation, like, oh my God, the ghost is going to attack. Let's hide in the closet. If it finds you, you can scream though. <laughs> Have you? What was it like? Outlast. The I don't remember one, that. I don't normally watch playthroughs of video games. I watched a playthrough of that one, of Outlast, the first one. Mm. Really good. It was really scary. It's because you can't fight. You ha- you can only run. Mm. And like, also the guys who were playing it, which are part of that uh, the video game group, Rooster Teeth. Uh, are two of the most like yelly kind of guys you can possibly find oh nice and and the monster like the main like not the main monster or like one of the villains is this like seven foot tall behemoth like thing that just chases you and when he grabs you he will rip your head off and the camera moves with your head is his face grinning as he's holding you like from like the scene from like from hamlet like he's doing a hamlet soliloquy Mm -hmm. and um so it was a really fun game to watch play through because it's got really good suspense it is you know it was very well thought out then outlast 2 came out and it seemed like the guys who developed it were like, okay, what did they like? They really liked the giant guy that chased you and like tore you apart. Mm. They also liked that you really need to be good at hiding. What else did they like? Uh, like the mental hospital. But how do we top that? I know, a cult. <laughs> nice. Not just any cult. Two cults, two warring cults. <laughs> Let's get this going. And it just, it didn't work out because the best part was that one of the thing, one of the big giant scary thing that chased you for some of the uh, levels was this. Again, it was like a seven foot tall woman with an axe, and she and her main attack was stabbing you in the dick with her axe. And they they completely spent it on like the first few minutes because that you have no control over her killing you like the first time. Mm. She just chases you down and you're like, oh, well, that happened. Okay. Stabbed with an axe. (laughs) Well, I mean, she just kind of knocks you down and then brings it down. I think it's a pick. Oh, okay. She just is like, bang. And 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 it's just, and it. I just remember the, it was the same two guys going through it. And they're just like, are you just tired of the groans of tortured people? 
because that's all that's like there's no background music it's just the sad groans of the day of tortured people in this cult Mm -hmm. both of these cults it's not yeah it's not that fun yeah so i mean didn't go over quite as well it was generally considered not the greatest follow-up yeah the only the best part was when the the giant woman runs up to you and just stabs you with the pick and you're just like well now we're off to the races yeah here we go <laughs> like fa- uh phasmophobia just reminds me because you have to be really good at hiding and that really bra- ra- ratches up the tensions when you're like i really hope they don't look under the bed <laughs> oh i never hide in that thing that that's my weakness mm. how violent is it it's not violent at all oh, okay i'll play it then yeah, there's no blood, no gore, none of that. But like when it like rips your soul out, you like you'll see two hands just like pull you back, but that's it. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You wanna play it? I'll play it. Oh my gosh, Ryan. You're gonna I have so much need, fun. Yeah, I'll do I need like I don't know, a special computer or anything? Um, probably not. If you do, some of my friends they have lower end computers, so they use um they do this thing where they outsource all the computing to like a, a supercomputer kind of, and then they just get the the uh, image of the game on their screen. And mm-hmm. so they don't actually have to have high-end graphics or anything. The way that game, that, that setup works is uh, you have to play for an hour at a time and then you'll get cut off. Like it'll warn you and stuff. And, um, and then you like might have to watch an ad or two and then it'll like let you back in and you can use that computer to like play the game. Oh, okay. I just can't remember what it's called. Was it GeForce Now or something? Nah. But yeah, you can play high-end games on like a crummy computer if you want. Like, there's right. things out there for it. Cool. We've talked about Stardew Valley. Yeah. Phasmophobia, both pretty good games. What's mm-hmm. one of the games that you are like, eh? I don't need to play it again. Oh yeah, there's a few of those too. <sighs> Let's see. I have four on here that I'm like, eh, I probably have eh, five actually. Mm. I guess I'll just talk about this one where it it was comical for like a few minutes and then I was bored. Like I have this one buddy down in Texas who's like, hey, let's try let's try this game. And I'm like, okay, I've never heard of it. And we play it for a bit. I'm like, oh, I'm just not into this. And so this one was called um, Hand Simulator where um, you simulate hands, I guess. And so like, I think it's A does the pinky. If you press down S, it clenches like your ring finger and then d f g that that does one hand and then other keys like bend certain muscles and what you're supposed to do is like you know like drive a car with like just micromanaging your hand and it's always so disastrous yeah and so we were trying to do like this video game where or mini game where it's like we're standing across from each other and uh, we're supposed to like pick up a grenade and just like lob it at the other to win (laughs) And, like, I kept winning that because he kept blowing himself up. I'm not sure how he did it, but, like, he he was able to get his finger in the pin. He pulled the pin and then just, like, trying to figure out how to lift it and throw it in, like, 20 seconds. Like, he couldn't do it, so he just self-destructed all the time. And, like, while I'm just there, like, fumbling with, like, my grenade, it's, like, I get this massive you win banner across the top of my screen. I'm, like, oh, great, there, there we go again. So all it you is... had to do was wait. You had, didn't even have to do anything. You just are, like, you know, I'm going to stand here. Yeah, no, like, really. He actually did, like, lob one or two towards me, but they were, like, way off target, like, mm-hmm. far off to the left or far off to the right. Like, I could pretty much guarantee that he'd just blow himself up, and that's that's how I won. Those simulators are a hit and miss. Like... Mm. 
Surgeon Simulator, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator was good, I think. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I heard good things. And the Goose Simulator. <laughs> haven't heard of that one. It's the, you know that it's the I hate to say it, it's the meme of the goose honking at people. Mm. Yeah, that's what it's from. It's just you're an asshole goose that steals things and like chases people, and you can like steal a knife, I think, and like chase people with it, and you just become hell on wheels but you're a goose nice <laughs> and uh oh and, and the hand simulator kind of reminds me of like the bread simulator it's basically i have like, seen that one but that looks bread. frustrating it looks annoying i yeah. get very bored very quickly yep simulating making bread no the bread just walks around the room you use the arrow keys to control like the the four corners of the bread or something yeah you did the same thing with any square piece of material. It's funny because it's bread. I think the issue for like these games though would probably be just the lack of replayability. Yeah, I know it's really hard to develop video games, and I know, and I would, I could not do it. But I feel like once you get to a certain level, you're just churning these out, and it's like, well, I, I've done it. You know, like I've made. They just need to buy it for a little bit. <laughs> You know, and I'll get my money back because it was a really quick game to make. Didn't need yeah. much. <laughs> this is a slight tangent, but kind of related. Do you know that like film director who made Paranormal Activity, who basically makes like a hundred horror films like a year? Oof. Something crazy, something like mind blowing like that, but they're all mm -hmm. super low budget. And the, the idea is if you get just one, that's like a blockbuster hit, then you your return on investment is like super worth it so i wonder mm. if for game developers there's anyone like that who's just churning out like all these kind of dumb little games and if one catches on then mm -hmm. it's worth it i mean if you if, you, if you're going for like the it's so weird it's like it's so dumb it's funny yeah and yeah stuff like goose simulator like i can tell like some effort went into that like a good yes. amount of but compare Goose Simulator, where you're just like an asshole goose who chases people, to Red Dead Redemption, where they went into so much freaking detail that they have the horse poop while you're riding it, you know? <laughs> and like, which one do you think made more money? Probably, they probably, yeah. pretty, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 did because it was such a big deal. But still, it was probably a lot closer than like, the developers of RD2, Red Dead Redemption 2, want to admit. Because <laughs> they spent so much time getting the horse to poop. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a fine line you have to walk. I, think, I see, like, a lot of games where they were like, we have to do something. What are we going to do? And then there's other ones where it's very simple, but it's clever. And then mm. that where a lot of copycats come from like stardew valley's already got copycats stardew valley uh copied another game i believe too probably farmville i'm guessing yeah, no it was farmville. wasn't farmville it was um it was you could play it on the game boy i believe oh. i just can't remember what it was called that wouldn't surprise me i mean there the, we are we are we are a creative being but 
there's only so many things you can do over and over again. And also we are very easily entertained. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> I know. Right. We'd be more <laughs> for like, Oh my God, there, we have to, we're another farm simulator. We're so bored. And everyone's like, Ooh, farm simulator. <laughs> mm. But there's always areas that it can be improved upon, which is what made like stuff like Stardew Valley or in another example, uh, Undertale also. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to copy Undertale because Undertale was so unique and so well thought out that if you're trying to get like a cash grab of it, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. Undertale was cool. I believe that was just developed by one person, right? I think so. You would know better than me. And then have you heard of the uh, the guy who does the uh, video game reviews? Like they're like five minutes. It's a zero punctuation. I have not. I, I think you'd like that. It's where I get a lot of my video game information. Like uh, he literally, it's it's this dude who's, I think he's from Britain originally, he mm. moved to Australia, and then he lives in uh, the United States now. He, w- so he's a, he's a really sarcastic British guy who will basically rip a game apart even if he likes it. And if he really doesn't like the game, <laughs> really he will be really it's you better watch out it's like oh god i'd hate to see what he'd do to a game he actually likes kind of scenario and it's and it he doesn't it's not him that he's videoing he's got a little avatar that's got like a fedora and it's like a little he's got his and it's just a really simple not exactly stick figure a little more complicated than that but and he will have his little care you know and and the, be- the thing I like I used to do we I was me and a friend were watching it and we actually turned the sound off for someone else who had never seen it we're like okay now tell me exactly what's going on in this game <laughs> in this video and because it is a weird a lot of non sequiturs and what's going on in his videos it matches up with what he's saying but it is a very weird way of describing things and of course it's really hard to not be entertained by an angry British person describe video games that he really likes, but this particular game annoys him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's where I see a lot of games that I might not have played, but I will know a lot about. Like one of my one of the ones I really like in terms of just the concept is Bayonetta, which is about a a witch and this type of witch, her powers in her hair, which she uses to conjure demons. And it's insane. And it, the best way I can describe it is unrepentant, loving fun. Just, <laughs> just complete fun. Like, don't even try to, like, make sense of it. You'd have to play the game, like, four times in order to fully understand, like, all the plot holes and all. But don't even try. It's just let yourself have fun. And yeah. She's like this, her legs are about twice the size of her, twice the length of her. She's got like incredibly long legs in proportion to the rest of her. Mm -hmm. And she does like all of her, like a lot of her power moves are BDSM related (laughs) or like she poses like super sexy and then like the mad and then magic happens and it and it's just like it's very sexual but not in like she's a sex object kind of way she's very much in control especially when it comes to the moves where she like ties her opponents down and beats them (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, it's a it's a really fun game, and it's also it, I think the first one wasn't that hard, and because of that like explanation, they like ratcheted up the difficulty like a lot in the second one. So from zero punctuation, Bayonetta and Bayonetta two are the two are the games that I was like, oh, I would like to really play that just based off of his like opinions of it, which mm -hmm. you know. The opinion, his it's his opinion. It's not he's he's done this for a really long time, so it's probably not completely unproven in a lot of cases. But I mean, if you really like the game and he doesn't, it's not the end of the you know, don't take I wouldn't take offense. Yeah. I'll check it out. What actually message me it after uh, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't definitely. she a Smash Bros character? Yes. yes. Okay. And when she was made a Smash Bros. character, everyone who actually played her game was just like, uh, <laughs> Are you sure about that, Nintendo? <laughs> are, you, are you really sure about that? And the thing is, is they made, like, they took away the hair thing because her hair thing, her all, her clothes fall off because apparently her clothes are made out of her hair. Nice. And so the hair flies off tastefully, of course. It forms this giant monster, and the monster like will come crashing down on the opponent and like beat the ever loving shit out of it. And and it's like it looks awesome. It really looks awesome, and like it's very interestingly designed. But I think they took from the video game the thing that she has in smash bros are the guns that she attaches to her shoes that she uses mm. that's the main that's i think what like so she's got like four guns she got two on her shoes and two in her hands and i think that's her main moves because if they did the one where her hair comes off of her body and it's and she's naked and a monster attacks you that'd be an interesting power move for all those children who have not played her game because <laughs> it is pretty adult <laughs> Imagine your clothes being made out of the hair that you have on your head. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be itchy. I feel like it's magic, so don't think too much into it. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want it. Personally. <laughs> I, feel, I feel, well, I mean, it's all. she's also a video game character who's, I wouldn't say her main purpose is to look sexy because she's very much in power and in control of her of what she does. I just, this was clearly done with a certain thought in mind. <laughs> so don't think too much into it. <laughs> I was just thinking the developers sounded like they had a lot of fun with that game. It, they do. It did seem like, I knew. let me do a quick look up of who made it. Cause I think it's like one of those developers that is very much of the, we're a, we're a special kind of quirky weird. <laughs> and they make a lot of games like that. Uh, Hideki Kamiya is the guy who created it, and I think he is known for being just a little off kilter when it comes to his uh, when it comes to his stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Or, okay, so he did Bayonetta, which I think is where his freak flag really flew because he's also done Resident Evil Two, hmm. Devil May Cry, and uh, among others. And then the other the other three I've seen I have never heard, but I'm just like okay, so he's done horror games. And Bayonetta. Have you guys heard of Bug Snacks? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> so my roommate got the game Bug Snacks, and that's like the weirdest concept ever. It's very disturbing. Because it, what it is is you're like you're like a tourist. I think I might get some details wrong. You're like a tourist going onto this island that like all the animals, all the creatures are like made of food. I guess oh, cool. 
So like you go there and it's like, you go like eat these like food animals. And then you like, as you eat them, your parts of your body turn into the food. And that's basically it. I think it, it ends up being like, oh, the animals and the people like this weird, like food mutation thing. It's just like a disease making people into food zombies. Yeah, it's as weird as I'm describing. It kind of reminds me, okay, this is going to sound very, very strange, and I don't know if it's right, but in Dante's Inferno, there's a certain level of hell for, I believe, lawyers, where (laughs) we're like liars, basically, but I think he specifically was thinking of lawyers. It's snakes and humans, and the snakes bite the humans and then turn into humans, and the human they bite turns into a snake. So it's just this writhing mass of like humans and snakes, you know, interesting biting each other. And bug snacks kind of sounds like a less, maybe not less, disturbing version of that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think it's disturbing. I think it's weird. Sometimes games do that. I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. I think disturbing you is their goal because they're just yeah. like, what are you playing? Yeah, Nick, Nick was saying that like the concept was pitched. I don't know which developer or like company it was, but they were like, yeah, it was pitched in like 2012. And like finally in 2018, <laughs> they started developing it. It was like, yeah, I can see why this was pushed to the back burner. <laughs> I can see why this took so long. I'm not surprised. <laughs> The other fun game I've watched him play is, uh, I guess it's kind of like a shark simulator. Is it Maneater? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one's fun to watch. I remember watching uh, Zero Punctuation's review of it, and his was like, in the beginning, it's a lot of fun because you're a freaking shark and you're eating people, but then it just kind of gets boring because you just become the most powerful shark in the water, so you can eat anything and there's no, like, danger. You mm-hmm. know? You're just yeah. like, I am the king of the sea or the queen. And I will, you know, you cannot, you know, and like a bigger shark comes along and you are able to eat it. And it's just like, yeah. I am just a total power trip, which sometimes it's fine. I think the replayability kind of wears down. Yeah. One game I think you might like, it's called, I think it's called like Curse of the Obra Din, And it's a mystery based game that's displayed very uniquely mm. it's, you are exploring flashbacks so there's a thi- there's this thing that happened on the ship on a ship called the Oberdin, and you have to figure out what happened and the way you do that is you take photos or you look at photos and are like pulled into the photo so everything is a still frame is in still so you're trying to move through it and trying to figure out what happened based on clues oh it looks really cool but it comes to the same issue like man eater has where it's once you've played the game and you've won you're like well i have to wait like a couple years until i forget how that ended so i can play it again because there's really no alternate endings there's no conclusion yeah it's a puzzle you know once you've solved the puzzle it's solved Mm. Reminds me of uh, Mist a little. That one was from way back when, like remember, 1990s. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a long time ago. Maybe I, I don't know much about its history, so maybe it was based off of it. I really can tell you. I think the guy who made it is very much of the indie game variety, but what he's turned out is very good. Hmm. And, and then I, I do have like a long list of other games that we could also do. Yeah. But but- one more I'll bring up before we sign up, uh, sign off. 
is um, there is this one game. It's called Tabletop Simulator. And you can play pretty much any board game that you want on there. So, Ryan, if you ever wanted to take me on in Star Realms again, like that, that's how you, you can do it. Oh, that's really smart, being able to play tabletop in, uh, online because being able to meet on person has been so hard. Yeah. Do they have, that'd be really cool if they have the house, the return of the house on ha- the haunted, what was it like return? House the on house? the haunted hill that or something like that. They yeah. do have that, I believe. Like they have everything. Like um, if they don't have a game, then you go into the mod section and a bunch of fans have probably scanned it in. And better yet, like sometimes they put in scripts. And so like, for example, for Monopoly, we're going like real basic here. Yeah. Um, you know, you roll the dice and your pieces will roll automatically. Like they'll do some of the automated parts for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I'm in, yeah. we, we should, we, we need to do some planning later. And so I'm sure Hunter's going to have all the fun cutting all of like the little oh, poor Hunter. <laughs> it's okay. He's currently cutting the, the one we did with uh, Kevin. And it was just so, he's like, this is so long. One thing I wanted to correct, and we didn't really have a chance to do it. It's from the, the, the one where we did, we talked about metal music. So it was like mm. two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And Josh, you don't know, it, this hasn't been released. It's nothing, but I want to correct it. And I called the band Dark, Darkest Days with a Z, that is not it. It is my darkest days with an S. And I'm so sorry to <laughs> the strip club party anthem oh. audience that this band is based for. <laughs> for getting their favorite band wrong. But a niche oh. is a niche, and that's where their money comes from. Yeah. I like that. I like one song by them. It's one of the trashiest songs I've ever heard. And sometimes you just need that. But I wanted to correct that because i felt i was like oh i mean a band's a band mm. i should probably correct the name yeah <laughs> that's important thanks for doing that and everyone's got their own favorite trashy song that's a it's, subject for next time josh next time trashy songs okay and then we didn't get to talk about your favorite musicals either so that's we'll for have now have jesus christ again. superstar there we go oh god don't have to say anything more yeah yeah no you really don't old old one or new one <laughs> Uh, the, the original one. Okay, yes. fair enough. What, you don't like the uh, woman dressed as uh, angels in leather? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it's the delight, but, it, you know, the, the original one's where it's at. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> whack. Except Pontius Pilate. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's so... <laughs> Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us and talking about video games and being able to just talk about why we like the video games and the video games we like, and a little bit about musicals, specifically uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a blast, and I guess until next time. Thanks for uh, having me on. Thanks, Josh.